Hello and welcome to the angry version of the Life Laundry podcast. My name is Gemma. My name is Chippy. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a rough ride. What did you call last week's episode in the end? Naked but warm. Naked but warm. <laughs> Let the dogs come. They want, they want to rant as well. Peggy. Oh. Peg, oh. Peggy. Peggy down. Peggy down. Peggy's. Oh. She doesn't like it when I'm cross. So she's come for a cuddle. I'm not that cross, Ted. Oh, what is she? She worried about you. Yeah, she doesn't like it when I'm cross or sad. I'm not really cross, Peggy. Which is lovely, and her mother is a is a laundrette, so you know, gonna watch what I say. But also, I should be allowed to feel my emotions, Peggy. <laughs> Got to feel my emotions sometimes. Um. Yeah, we're feeling a bit, a little bit grumpy. Um, I think the I think word isn't grumpy. It's standing in my power. <laughs> I'm definitely fucking grumpy. <laughs> I think, I think what's what's happened here is, and it hasn't really happened since we started this podcast. You and I have been having to deal with actual people in real life situations. And it doesn't, it's not ideal. Not oh, great. We've, we've concluded that I need to live in a mountain somewhere in the Outer Hebrides. In fact, there is... It's not there, actually rural. No. I don't, think, I don't think you could put it into right move. I don't think it would exist. But like, no, you is... need to live in like a gated commune in the middle of a town where it's like you've got your own house. It's surrounded by like an acre of land so you yeah. can't see other people but you can also walk to the shop and um, there is an um, an island um on somewhere one of the outer islands in scotland currently for sale for fifty thousand pounds yeah i saw that so i think you and i i think what we should do is set up a gofundme page the laundrettes could <laughs> so we could go and live there but you know what would happen what? we'd go and live there i'd have like a boiler suit I'd have bought a boiler suit I'd be there chickens I'd arrive with like chickens a pig a hair tied up in a knot and everything and I'd I'd be like right Gemma and you'd be like yes this is great this is great and then the next morning I'd come in from from animal tending and you'd go it's not for me I've sold it again it's not for me so no Mike's on his way to pick me up what am I going to do Gemma well you'll be fine by yourself thanks Thanks, Gemma. That's what would happen. So no, don't do that to us, laundrettes. No, the, the, word, the, the thing that my, my dad was like, should we buy this island? And I was like, well, there's no hospital, Dad. See, that's how you've got to think. You've got to be practical, haven't you? No, where is it? Oh, someone, I mean, God, if, I'm nothing if not a hypochondriac. Someone was talking to me about one of the Channel Islands. It's probably all the Channel Islands to be fair, I have a feeling it was Jersey and um, they went to Jersey to do something like a race or a marathon or a triathlon or something. They'd been training for it for a year. They arrived, they slipped on a rock, twisted their ankle and you have to, the, the nearest hospital, you have to be flown to the UK. You had to be flown to England. So literally they arrived, got off the plane, slipped on a rock, off they went. And I was like, I don't know that I could live. Like, if you have a boat, maybe that we have some Channel Island 
laundrettes who I do know us. someone who lives in the Channel Islands. Do if you have a baby, do they have like a baby birthing facility? Do you have like does your GP are they quite equipped, your GPs? It seems I just don't think I'd be I like I like to be I mean one of the reasons when we had the whole birth discussion when people were talking about it one of the reasons I wanted to be in the hospital is I like I like being near a professional yeah just I mean I like I can change a tire on a car but I I would rather it's done by a professional you do know just that birth so, in a baby is nothing like changing a tire on a car no, but what I mean is is that <laughs> I mean when you're birthing the baby technically you're the professional but it's but it's but but what I mean is I'd rather the professional did it because they do it all the time and they know what to look for if it's gone wrong and and it's the same when you have a baby it's like I just want someone to give it the once over do you know what I mean mm. also mine all get stuck so nothing like a massive forehead stuck in your pelvis um so all the girls are tired out now um so we're all dying to know chippy how was the first day of school for you oh i've got a little person in reception do you know what i was sorting out the school uniform the second hand uniform and i held up these trousers these shorts and they looked really weird and i was like why who would wear these shorts and then i had a look and they were just three to four trousers and they were so little, they looked like they should be shorts. Oh. But in fact, they were just tiny, tiny mini school trousers, um, which my my middle child would have worn because he was so tiny. But my my child that's in now is in his four year old trousers, so he's fine. He loves it. And I overheard him saying to his dad. So his first day was on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday morning, I heard him saying, "Please can I go to school today, Daddy?" So I was like, yes, you're not mummy's boy. Off you go. I mean, I literally was like, I'm done. Day one, tick, school's done. Um, so yeah, they're all really happy. We had sports day today. I had, to, because it was postponed at the end of last year. Oh. So it was postponed until today. So I did a lot of, it's very clammy. Is it clammy it there? Oh, did you have a big so storm sort of last Running night? around, sweating, losing yeah. my children. Did you have a massive thunderstorm last night? Oh, not thunderstorms. We it, we had a lot of rain. Ours were big boomers. Oh, I need. I feel like we need a big boomer because it's clammy, and I don't like yeah. it. Um. So we did sports day. Then I had a cup of coffee. I've been. It's been a low achieving day, but I just got. I've got to learn to say no to stuff. I said no to a friend of mine the other day, and that felt weird. On on Tuesday, Joe and I had planned to do nothing, like a bit of work, but I was going to read my book and drink coffee because it's the first time I've had three kids in school. And I have to say to any mums of preschool age children, I didn't realise what I didn't realise is mm. you're a human being. Mm. Then you have babies and you're a mum and you just you just you're just a mum. That's how I felt. And you think that's how it's going to be. But mm -hmm. then when once your youngest starts school, it's a whole different ball game. You're like, 
back to being a human being. Do you know what I mean? Having lunch with a friend next week, because although Jack did three days worth of nursery, I'd had to pack all my adulting into those three days. And then Monday and Friday, I'd beat myself up about not doing other stuff with him. He'd always, do you know what I mean? Whereas now it's like, I can have meetings, I can go to lunch, I can see people, I can watch uh, TV in the day and not tell myself I'm a terrible person. I have something to say. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Um, there's this little phrase that always buzzes around my head it's a little bit like be your future friend but I don't really talk about it because I think it makes me sound quite callous and cold-hearted which is if you do x you get y right really helps me to set boundaries and to say no to people um and to push you're gonna have to expand on it though because at the moment mathematically that's nonsensical yeah, all right, but we all know that I'm not a mathematician, so we doesn't have to make any mathematical sense. Neither do I. Someone said to me, because we're organising this thing for school, and they were like, so-and-so's been taking money for the ice lollies after school, so she's got the float, so blah, and I was like, you've lost me. <laughs> the other day, someone was like, okay, so we need so many of these trees. It's, it, it's, it's um, £1.50 a whip, or whatever they call small trees. But I'm like, I've checked, I said, I've actually checked out of this conversation now because there's maths involved. I just sort of yeah, it's not like, so. Yeah, it's just a no. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so if you do actually get why, which let's let's I'm gonna give a um, really basic example. If I eat Pringles every day, my clothes will get tighter. So my mm. X is if I eat Pringles every day, that equals Y, which is my clothes will get tighter. And then similarly, if I write 30 minutes of my novel every day, the Y is inevitably going to be. After so many days, I will have a novel. Yeah. So if you do it, you get why. And it's slightly great. disagree. Some people just write forever. Same novel. Never finish it. Just write. Okay, the same well, I'll give you a real life example then of setting boundaries. I love my mum and dad to pieces. Yeah. Love them very much. My dad isn't good with boundaries. Right. So they recently moved 1.8 miles down the road, 1.8 miles. It, it is significant and it is exactly that because I have measured it. Right. It takes them approximately six minutes to drive it in the car because you can't walk because they're quite dangerous lanes. Anyway, <clears throat> I said to my mum and dad when they moved here, we can't do is just turn up at my house. I know this sounds really callous and really mean, but I have things that I need to do in the day. I'm not. They, they think I'm a stay-at-home mum. They don't realise that I have a job. You know, yeah. you can't fathom it. Oh, don't worry, dear, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, no, you think they're overthinking it. I say, I'm not. I just know that I'll look out the kitchen window one day and then my dad's face will be like this. Yeah. What are you doing? And then I'll feel I had to make him a cup of tea. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I said to them, if you turn up at my house, and this is why I don't really talk about it a lot because it sounds really callous and horrible, if you turn up at my house unexpectedly, I won't be able to see you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I had to put that into practice twice. And it felt horrible. Yeah. Awful. But I knew, if you do actually get why, I knew that if I didn't reinforce that message, if yeah. I taught my dad that if we turned up, I'd let him in and give him a cup of tea. 
And if I didn't reinforce my boundaries and that therefore would mean that I got behind on my work, I would get stressed. Yeah. So I used to have this, I have this phrase, don't get away. if I let my dad in, he'll keep doing it. If I yeah. don't let him in, he'll stop doing it. Yeah. And I stopped doing it. And it was yeah. fun. But it was really painful. And like you said, you said no to a friend the other day. It, it, it's icky. And I told him why. And Joe was like, you don't owe him an explanation, which is true. But I feel like I do because, in that case, because um, it was asking me a favour and that if I can help my friends out, I do. And Joe gets really cross about it because he's like, you don't have to do so much for other people. And I'm slightly like, it's the only thing you can do in this world is be kind to your friends. And I'm not nice to a lot of people but I'm nice to a few people and those people get nice treatment. So, yeah, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's important to, to you. I, I, knowing you, it's important to you. Yeah. So I, and I literally had to say, he was like, can you have my kid for half an hour? And like, since Jack was born, Joe and I had visualised Tuesday as like one day all three kids will be in school and we're just going to lie down. And the fact that it was like 29 degrees. And make another baby. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Okay, I held a girl baby today and sent a picture to Joe and Joe was like, oh, girl baby. No. Um, and so I said, I'm really, uh, literally, it's my first day with all three kids and I just plan to not do anything with children all day. And he was really, he was like, oh my God, have an amazing day. I completely understand. And the fact is he wanted me to look after his kid while he went for a run. And I was a bit like, mm. you can put your kids in the park and run around the park if you need. To. I know it's not the same. And I felt really guilty about it. But then I was like, no, I've just got to. Because the PTA has dominated the rest of my week. Say no to the PTA. What's that song? We sang it. Was it Dolly Parton? No, nine to five. Say no to the PTA. How can we always end up giggling songs? I don't know, but I still can't remember who it was. Someone, I'm sure they were on my team. Maybe it was Sally, who... The Harper Valley PTA. I don't know that. Who sings that, Dolly? Oh, Dolly, I bet she's not got a lot good to say about the PTA. (laughs) Don't want to switch to Google Pixel. Hold on. I can only play 30 seconds of this for copyright. Yeah, you must you must listen to it. It's all about the an incestuous PTA. Oh god. Well the PTA is very <laughs> nice, but it takes up my reading time and I'm resentful of anything that takes up my reading time. But you know. It is what it is. Um, Whenever I yeah, see anyone that's a class rep or PTA person coming towards me with a clipboard, I run, run like the wind. No, say just be nice to them. Be nice to them. Oh no, I'm nice to them, but I just, I just, I just won't. I won't be sucked in. Oh no! <laughs> I wish I'd been so, so brave. It's because I'm so opinionated. It's my own fault. Oh, I'm walking around. It sounds like just noticed. There's loads of. What do I do about this, organised mum? 
What? There's grease. That's like on the arm of my chair. Yeah. I'm sure that's like grease. Yeah. How do I get that off? Well, warm, hot, warm soapy water. Grease from my father's hands. Well, don't wipe it off then. Well, it's clammy. I don't, yeah, I don't, I love him. But if all I'm left with is his clammy, clammy handprint. Oh, no, no, Clammy. Might be mine, to be honest. It's it's weird, because I've never noticed it before. Anyway, God, we're exciting this week. Um, But yeah, I suddenly thought, it's really full on. It's back to like, I'm going to the theatre next week. What are you going to see? A crime thing. The vagina monologues. Yeah. I'm actually in the vagina monologues. No, I'm going to see a crime thing. A friend of mine sent me a thing this morning and was like, let's go. So I just said yes. Uh, Lily Allen's in it. She looks like she needs to eat. We shouldn't comment. It's her business. Thank you very, very much. Is Is that Lily Allen? Yeah, I like what you do, but I hate your whole crew. Please don't stay in touch. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's a very good angry song to listen to. There's <laughs> only one angry song that I listen to. Guess in the Ring by Guns N' Roses. Never heard of it. Oh, I also like um, Lily Allen's It's hard out here for a bitch. <laughs> for a bitch. <laughs> No, I, someone did message me and say you should let Gemma, you should make Gemma, I think, let you do a playlist. Uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> have a rock playlist. I can't remember what it was that I shared. I was, I shared Counting Crows singing Mr. Jones, and they were like, you need to do a, a lawn. Uh, Gemma doesn't even know what that is. I just don't know how we ended up being friends. I do, because you randomly messaged me one day on Instagram. <laughs> I'd, yeah, well, no, because, and I watched it the other day with Joe, and it was literally like I had a moment of realisation where I'd completely forgotten. And I just started following Gemma. A friend of mine said, you need to follow her. She's lovely, and she's trying to get to 10,000. So I was like, not my bag. I'll follow her till she's well oh, over 10,000. And then, yeah, tidy, tidy house, not for me. Um and then I'll unfollow her when she's on like 11,000. Yeah. And then and then you had a cold and you said, has anyone seen that episode of Friends? And it's my favourite episode when Ross says, when you put a D on the end of fine, you're not fine anymore. And then you sent one back going, I'm in the prime of lime. And that was it. And um, it came on the other day and I said to Joe, oh, 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 this is how I first started talking to Gemma because I literally haven't, I love you, hadn't really sort of paid much attention. The prime. Before yeah. then. I'm in the prime. I'm in the life. prime. I'm fine. Hold on, I can hear. Hello? Hello? We've been having some ghosties going on here. Really? Is it time for episode two on the Monday Night Review? So, on... Oh, I can feel a breeze around my ankles. This is disconcerting. Um, On Saturday night, you you currently can't get to our front door because they're extending it. So it's just basically footings and 
So you have to like climb a metre to get to the front door. So everyone's having to use the back door. Anyway, Friday night about um, 9.30, the doorbell goes. It doesn't go. It goes a long press for about 10 seconds. So I made you like said the kids, stop messing about, stop messing around with the doorbell, you're going to fall in the trench. <laughs> they were all in bed. They were all in bed. So that's weird. And then it happened again. And I was like, it's a faulty doorbell, Derek. It has to be a faulty doorbell. He's like, it can't be a faulty doorbell. And he told me why. And I was like, okay, oh, it was something technical. And then about 5.30 the next morning, Ben comes running up into our bedroom and says, the, the smoke alarm's going off outside my room. Mm. Shit. Okay. So I come running down the stairs and um, there was like, <laughs> I can only describe it as a shape made out of fog stood outside his bedroom. But it wasn't like, you know, like if you've burnt toast or something is on fire or smoking, it sort of fills the whole space, doesn't it? Mm. This was very defined it was like oval shape stood on its end if that makes sense so it was it was it was had an edge <laughs> so I'm like okay I'm just gonna open the windows so I'm opening the windows but the fire alarm wasn't going off consistently it just went off for about 10 seconds like when you burn your toast and you waft your tea towel around and it stops doesn't it yeah <clears throat> and then about Half an hour ago, did, later, it did the same. It was just all really weird. It felt really weird. There's no end to the story. Just that. Yet. Yet. But um, what I was going to say was, I found this week really quite stressful because everyone has gone back to school and work at the same time. Yeah. Traffic. Um. The first school run that we did... It was, and the best yeah. way to describe it is pandemonium. Yeah, I just, it's one thing that I really appreciate about where I live is that I can just walk to school in two seconds, don't have to deal with the traffic, can't really be late. <laughs> but you give it a good go. I do give it a good go. I was late for my tiny, tiny, tiny baby on his first day of school. Was ben was late. Ben was late on his first day of year two as well. I thought that was some. What the worst thing was, as I was leaving, someone shouts, "Hello, the organised mum!" And I was like, "Oh my god, not so organised." I was late um, this morning. <laughs> do you know what your story makes me think of? It made me think of my my other podcast, hmm. and I just want to see your reaction to what I did as last week's episode. Was it the Colin Pitchfork? No, that fucker's been released. Yeah, no, but I didn't. I didn't want to listen to that one. No, what it's the, the Beast of Jersey. The, the Beast of Jersey. Yeah, Google it. Well, I looked at the pictures. You know what I'm actually? Thinking? Did you look I, at I, the pictures? Did you look at the pictures? I think yeah, I did. But I don't think I got to the end of the pictures. The Beast, Beast of Jersey. The there's a certain picture of a policeman in the mask worn by the Beast of Jersey. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Briefly, 
for the laundress who think maybe they might like a scary podcast and they just want to see. Beast of Jersey didn't actually technically kill anyone, although he may have done. Oh, is that someone's face? He made a mask. So he used to just make disguises for uh, raping women and children. And one of them, which is horrendous, is this kind of rubber mask that he would stick to his face with double-sided sticky tape and a spiky wig. And it's just... That actually actually makes you want to cry. It's awful. Can you imagine? And he used to get you at your bus stop, put a rope around your neck and drag you into a field. Can you imagine, Gemma? Just horrendous. So horrible. Isn't it gross? Now, in one of your pictures, yeah. I need closure on this. Hold on a minute. Monday night review. <laughs> you need closure. I do. Um, okay, yes, fine. And that's Colin Pitchfork. Hold on a minute. In one of the pictures, there was like, what's the spiky bit sticking out of the clothes? Oh, so he so he'd make himself these outfits. So those are nails. So when they caught him, so quite a lot of serial killers this happens to, but it also happened to um, the Beast of Jersey, Edward Paisnell. He was caught for a traffic offence. So it happened with the Yorkshire Ripper, it happened with William Suff. They go through a red light or they have something wrong with their car or whatever, and they get pulled over by the police and they get caught. So he, this guy goes through a red light part and there's a police car waiting at the red light he blats through the red light so they start following him he bounces off parked cars knocks his car into a through a hedge into a field and then he gets out and starts running they run after him tackle him bundle him into the car get him to the station and then apparently they like properly look at him for the first time and they're like what have you come as he's wearing a coat, trousers tucked into socks, bedroom slippers, and he's got nails sticking out through the lapel of his coat. And he's made like wristbands out of cord, which he's put <clears throat> nails in. And so for his last two years of the attacks, they've seen these scratch marks on his victims and they don't know what it's from. And it's obviously he's been wearing this nail coat and stuff. So basically part of the reason he did it was to be terrifying and horrible like it he's just a genuinely really horrible person is he still alive no he died in 1994 of a heart attack but he got let out of prison a year <laughs> early for good behavior it's just ridiculous and it's the whole thing that you're talking about with colin pitchfork who was up for parole in 2018 and deemed not safe not eligible for parole but has been re- let go last week so i'm like what what has massively changed he's been in prison for 30 years what's massively changed in the last three years that's made him suddenly okay for parole um i have a question you know yeah. how <clears throat> we, it's, this isn't a secret. If this is if this is someone's tuning in, this is their first episode of the Life Wonder podcast. Hi! <laughs> but other than that, um, I'm not betraying any of Shippy's confidences. So 
as you as as a sufferer of anxiety you yeah 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 um, I have a different type of anxiety <clears throat> to you how on earth how are you doing the two things how do oh, you I think it's quite, uh... in your head <clears throat> I think it's quite common I think quite a lot of people who are into kind of true crime and stuff do have anxiety I have escape routes any room I stay in any house I stay in in my head I have escape routes at all times um I have a baseball bat by my front door I, I live in a sort of anxious state anyway so it's quite I don't know I find it, it really fascinating I just find it really fascinating and really creepy and I quite I can't watch horror movies I can't watch horror movies can't watch scary movies hate them but reading and listening to true crime I just I find it incredibly interesting and it's stuff like I did a, an episode a few years a few months ago or a few weeks ago about this woman who had a doppelganger but not like we talk about a doppelganger. She would go into kind of like this trancey state and this spirit twin would appear next to her. And she was a teacher and like she kept having to leave teaching positions because the students were understandably getting freaked out by the fact that this, and it's so like... What, it would actually appear in real life? Yeah. Emily she must have a really big mirror. <laughs> No, because she could never see it. And she was unaware of it, but people would, uh, yeah. And it's that sort of thing. And you think that's so, like, that's fascinating. Did it happen? Did it not happen? Like 40 children saw it at once. And it, it's like that kind of thing. I just find it endlessly interesting. Or it could have been like my class at grammar school where we really didn't like Miss Hoddart, even though she was an absolute looking back she was amazing one of life's true eccentrics and I wish I could go back and give her a big cuddle she used to say things like keep one eye on the blackboard one eye on me one eye on the clock <laughs> that was like her favorite thing <laughs> you're like oh god I've oh, got three eyes <laughs> anyway like um one day we didn't want to go to geography and she was our form teacher so um my friend the whiteboard marker and she was drawing big circles on the whiteboard. <clears throat> Miss Hoddart came in for afternoon reception and she was like, girls, go and get the cream cleaner from the office. Get that off now. No one's moving. And none of us wanted to go to geography. So, no, so I don't know who came up with the plan. It, I, I know for certain it definitely wasn't me. Spotty, 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 squad. So someone had the cloth and the cream cleaner about half a centimetre off the board. Yeah. Pretending to wipe it, going, what circles? Don't know what you're talking about, Miss Hoddart. Whatever. Like that. And then, like, someone else was like, I'll have a go. These, there's no circles. <laughs> we wasted about 15 minutes. Amazing. This poor woman was like, uh, definitely circles. This woman had... Um... 19 teaching jobs in two years or something like that like she couldn't uh, and she was an amazing teacher apparently but yeah I don't know I just find it I just find it 
but there's some stuff I can't like I have a book downstairs that I read during the day that I can't read at night um and there are certain Netflix documentaries that I read that, that I watch during the day mm. I'm, I'm definitely fallible but yeah I I I don't know it's weird but I think a lot of people that, who listen that to maths. true crime is that like, when was it? that in the 60s yeah 60s 70s it looks like something out of halloween yeah that's where but that probably is the inspiration for a load of things you know the mask in halloween is a william shatner mask well, who's william shatner <laughs> do you think i can star trek yeah but i know him from tj hooker what do you mean? It was a William Shatner mask. Oh, God, he's still on the fucking Google. William Shatner. <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> it is. It's a William Shatner mask from Star Trek. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, that's that's a shame, isn't it? Do you think he, think he feels upset about that? No, I, I mean, I think they've deformed it somewhat. I've used a baby wipe on that grease spot and it's come up nice. Yeah. It's probably just sebaceous liquid. Sebaceous fluids. It is, exactly, Gemma. But do you know you don't have sebaceous glands on your palms? Well, you've obviously been rubbing your cheek on it. Sweat. It's sweat. You do have a few. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just love it. I find it intensely interesting. I find, like, weird stuff. Like, this guy would stop for two years, and that's very unusual, because once they start, it's very hard to stop. So what was he doing for two years? Possibly molesting children in children's home, turns out. Um, yeah, I find the psychology of it interesting, Gemma. What's been your positive for the week, Jimmy? <laughs> my positive for the week is my little baby is so far very happy to go to school don't want that to sound smug I have a little baby who isn't always very happy to go to school and who is tiny and vitamin d deficient and his own man and so it's just it's just having had kind of anxiety about him and school and he's been really affected by lockdown in the he's the same year as Ben it's been really discombobulating for them because they kind of started, stop, start, stop, stop. Um, so it's just very nice to be like, it's September, he's going in, he's happy so far, he's eating his lunch. Um, so that's my positive, because it's huge. And you sort of, I think I took it for granted with my eldest. So having, having a kid that goes in happily and loves it is fantastic so that's my positive what's your positive Gemma Bray my positive of the week is that now this might sound weird but um Mike said to me out of out of out, out of me and Mike Mike is the most level-headed and sensible yeah 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 agreed <laughs> on, on the whole um but Mike said to me this week we're in a certain tricky situation he said to me I need your help with this you're the voice of reason. And I am going to dine out on that for the next 25 years. Because when I you told me that, though, I was like, I need to get down there. 
this is it's gone bad if Gemma's the voice of reason I think I think he's a little bit he's got a lot going on like with the renovation in the house everything costs three times as much because of Brexit um yeah there's a shortage of everything Covid like the floor that we're going to put down should have cost 1200 it's cost us 3000 you know there's like everything is more expensive and everything is taking longer so like every time I see him he's more like a man on the edge so I think he needed he needed what little bit of pragmatism I do possess I also think it's that thing where you're quite decisive and he's quite decisive and you that does get tiring mm. and so I think it's it's good if you can sort of I'm not very good at allowing Joe to to do certain things because I'm like I know better and more which we know from the beginning of the podcast not always because I don't think we were recording oh no we weren't oh god just made a mistake with her I've, well, I've with the tiles that she was bragging about last week oh, I love the tiles I love the tiles love the tiles but putting tiles where I wanted to put something else is going to bug the hell out of me but also as joe pointed out it's in an area where there's always our laundry baskets up up on the top in a row so you're not going to see them anyway and my sister's like you can take the t there's like one two like eight tiles max so she was like you can take the tiles off and replace them but it's just that thing where you're like oh it's the same with any renovation and i can totally see how some people just never stop doing their house. Mm. Oh, because what? Oh, here we go. I'm picking up my new car tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, it's not Is new. It? Not new. Is new. it a dream car though? Ish. <clears throat> Ish. And as, as much as it was really important to me to have cream leather seats. I know. Since I met you, and that's when I first thought, oh, why are we friends? Uh, so I've got cream leather seats. I've got a yeah. panoramic roof. Yeah. I've not got the colour I wanted. Um, what colours? You wanted blue? Navy blue? Well, I changed to like oh. this really, like really lovely grey putty colour. Not you. Pussy colour. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? Putty. Putty. Anyway, so it's like, but it's 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 like a, a it's a nice grey. It's a, it's a few years old. Anyway, so I'm happy with it. It means we won't be carless. I'm picking it up tomorrow. Um, I got that fed That's up exciting. away. Went to the garage and I was like, I'll have that one. Amazing. Just did it. Took took twenty minutes. <laughs> it's nothing quite like a new car for making you feel. Even if it, I've never owned a new new car. I've always owned secondhand cars, but. It does make you feel like a grown-up. Yeah, like, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, yeah. <laughs> Until your kids Good. trash it, and then you're like, oh, I'm back to feeling like a teenager now, I need a new car. Yeah, yeah. Every car we buy, Joe says, that's your, that when this car, you're driving into the ground. And every let me, leave you, let me leave you on a little anecdote, it just reminded me. I was um, on the phone to someone yesterday, and at the end, 
they said, how would you rate this call today? Would, it, would you be very satisfied, not satisfied, neither satisfied nor dissatisfied, dissatisfied or very dissatisfied? I'd, I'd have fucking hung up. So I went, very satisfied. And the guy went, he was from Manchester, I think, like a Northern accent. And he said, um, no one has ever said very dissatisfied. And I was like, what are you going to do if they do? <laughs> I was invested. Yeah. Like, well, he said to me, I've actually prepared a speech. I thought, oh, I was like, have you? What, what are you going to say? He went, I'm going to say to them, I don't know what you mean. I'm a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye bye. Don't know what you mean. I'm a delight. <laughs>